This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Yankees Magazine Podcast. I'm John Schwartz. I'm the Deputy Editor for Yankees Magazine. Joining me right now from Yankee Stadium, we have our Editor-in-Chief, Al Sanasiri. Hello. What's going on, Al? And of course, we have our Executive Editor, Nathan Makaborski. Hello, everybody. How's everyone feeling? Uh, it could be better. Wish we were still watching some Yankees baseball, but that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, not, uh, not the best week, obviously. Uh, we are recording this on Thursday, so... It was about 36 hours ago that the Yankees, very roller coaster, odd, interesting, frustrating. You can choose your own word there, but the the season did come to an end. We're going to talk a little bit about that right now. I I think I want to say off the bat, we're talking about a 92 win season, I believe. It's hard to really put into context the frustrations that came with that season with another playoff trip, you know, a season that there's a whole lot of teams that would go for. And, and and the second thing I would say as we get started is obviously you're, you're looking at three people who are sitting here on a Thursday. I believe tomorrow is payday where we get paid by the Yankees. So if you're looking for, you know, the most cutting and biting criticism of this team that maybe is going to feed your frustration right now, this might not be the episode for you. I, I don't know what to say. But I mean, the reality is it, it, it is what it is in this room. But obviously, we've watched this whole season. We've watched certainly on Tuesday night. We have been thinking about it. We've been talking about it. We've been living it. And we have, uh, I know I have a lot of things on my mind. So I, I, I think we can start there with that, uh, those conditions in place if everyone agrees to them. And yeah, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, what, what are you thinking, guys, 36 hours after it all ended? Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of gave us the, the full disclosure. You know, we are the Yankees official publications uh, staff. We work for the New York Yankees. Uh, I don't, you know, whether we wanted to, to criticize our coworkers or not, we're not going to certainly publicly. But I, I can say candidly and for what it's worth, uh, you know, I think there were a lot of up and ups and downs and there were a lot of challenges. The team did win 92 games. That's a very successful season. There's a lot of really good pieces in place and, and, um, important pieces in place. Would we like to win it every year? Would we like to have won, you know, more championships over, you know, over the last decade or whatever since we, you know, we, we didn't win one, uh, of course, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, that it wasn't a good season. It doesn't mean that this team didn't play hard, work hard and, and do a lot of good things. And it also, for me, leaves me still with, with quite a bit of optimism heading into, uh, you know, the 2022 season, you know, Garrett Cole didn't pitch a great game. Obviously, that's not a, a, a bias or disrespectful thing or whatever. He pitched two innings and and that was it. But, you know, he's still, a, you know, one of the single best pitchers in the world. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMahieu and so many other players that I, I'm leaving out are, are, you know, top of the line in their prime type of players, and and you have that foundation. And honestly, I 
I wasn't excited about 2022 because I wasn't thinking about it until this morning. But, you know, knowing we were going to do this podcast, I, I am excited about it. Yeah, lots of ups and downs this year. But, you know, we're pretty um, adept at identifying some of the, the positives and, and writing about those. Um, and there were a lot of positives this year. I mean, we saw a Yankees no-hitter for the first time in a long time. We saw a 13-game winning streak. Um, just a lot of really great performances. You know, the guys like Jonathan Loizaga and, uh, you know, Jameson Tyone's return. Uh, th- there's there's tons and tons of storylines that uh, are worth exploring and, and taking pride in if you're a Yankee fan. And uh, look, I mean, we're all bummed. You know, there's no way around that. Um, it, it would have been really, really fun to watch Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton healthy make a World Series run. And I hope that that happens for these guys. You know, um, after we lost, you know, one of my good buddies said to me, he's like, these, these guys don't know how to win. And I, I don't really agree with that because... You know, you're going to see teams in the World Series this year with guys who have never been to the World Series. You don't have to have been through it to accomplish your goals. But I feel like when you have been to a World Series and you have won pennants and things like that, it just fuels you so much more. You know, it's it's been other than Brett Gardner. There's there's nobody left on the team here that has experienced those types of highs in October. And uh, I just I really want with, it for with, these with the Yankees uh, with the Yankees. Right. Um and I, I just really want it for these guys. I think it would be so fun. And, you know, it's it's disappointing that it's not going to happen for them this year. Uh, but, you know, these these types of losses, they, they fuel you going forward. And, you know, you can take take things away from this experience that should hopefully pay off next year and beyond. No one wants to hear this right now. Baseball is obviously a big business and it's results based and you're judged on your results. And the reality is, if that was a three-game series against the Red Sox, if that was a five-game series against the Red Sox, if that was a seven-game series against the Red Sox, maybe the Yankees advance. It was a one-game series. It was a one-game. The I go back to when they swept the Red Sox in Boston, I guess, like 10 days ago. And yeah, things looked really good then. And I think I said to a friend, and I subsequently repeated it a bunch of times on the way up to Boston and talking to people earlier this week, if after that series... The Yankees had won every single game remaining up through the World Series, won every game in the World Series, swept the World Series, got a parade. I would not have been even a little bit surprised. And if after that sweep in Boston, the Yankees had lost every game they played, I would not have been surprised. This season, it was just that kind of year where if the Yankees win in Boston, you know, do everyone's like, well, you know, even if they won, you know, that team, they're probably going to lose in Tampa. It's like, I don't know that they might've swept Tampa, you know, and, and like, all, all these things, it's just, that's the season it was. And you can absolutely sit here right now and harp on the results. Cause the fact of the matter is the Yankee season is over and there's no world series ring. And that is reality. But there's a lot of things that I'm hearing right now about this team that I just, I, I don't fully by. I, I, I mean, again, I, I'm not going to fault you for talking about the season that DJ LeMahieu had, but we don't think that's the player DJ LeMahieu is. I'm not going to fault you for wondering what happened with Gleyber Torres this year, but we've also seen Gleyber Torres be incredible. You know, I, I, I think you can ask questions and you can wonder and you can, you know, play general manager in your head, but I don't think you can I personally, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think you go back to February of this year and look at some of the things that didn't go right this year and and view those as holes as the team was being built. I think there's every reason to believe that that DJ LeMahieu contract is going to be a good one. He had a bad year <laughs> and he didn't 
you know, they could have used him on Tuesday night and he wasn't there. He was hurt. So Luke Voigt had a bad year, but we also saw what Luke Voigt did last year. It, it, it's just, I, I have trouble with this idea that because of what happened on Tuesday night, everything was wrong and everything was built wrong and every one was wrong. And to your point, Nate, these guys can't win. It's like, I, I just don't buy that. Like guys had a bad year in some cases and other guys who came under a lot of heat in the past for not coming up when it counted or not being there when they wanted to. I'm talking about Giancarlo Stanton. Who wants to say anything bad about Giancarlo Stanton right now? I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah, and I think that's the I think that's the ebb and flow of a career. And what I mean by that is, I, I you know, push back a little bit. A DJ LeMahieu type performance this year, I, I and I mean this respectfully, John, I wouldn't even call it a bad year. It was an average year, you know. And, and, and you know, maybe by his standards, what he did the last two years, uh, I, I get why you say that. Um, what I'm saying is... Overall, that's the ebb and flow of a baseball career. If you look at, you know, the greatest Yankee that that I, at least I've seen in my life was Derek Jeter, and you know, if you go on to Baseball Reference and you look through his his stats, I mean, yeah, there was <laughs> there weren't a lot of them, but you know, there were some that were two eighty, two seventy three there, and not three forty nine or whatever. That's just the ebb and flow of a, of a career. You know, Giancarlo Stanton had years that weren't quite as good. A lot of it was ha- you know was because of the re- result of injuries, but you know, I think that's the game and that's kind of the marathon nature of of playing 162 games for a, every year for a decade or for more than a decade. I have no no doubt he'll bounce back. And I also have no doubt that Giancarlo Stanton will continue to author a, a really a legendary career the way that he hoped he would when he got here. Because what he's done, particularly this year, what he did last year in the postseason, is kind of adding further validation to you know Brian Cashman's all-out efforts to get him. Because it's it's really paid off in a big way, especially this year, and I and I have no doubt that that'll be the case in the future. It was a really hard season to figure, hard season to predict, really perplexing in a lot of ways. And I, I think you heard that in in the post-game comments after the game up at Fenway. You know, a lot of guys were saying just. They didn't know really what went wrong. You know, they said if, if we could have identified the problems, we would have worked to fix it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I always go back to our <laughs> little corner of the shop here and how challenging it was for us. I feel like, you know, every year we have to do a lot of planning and kind of rearranging on the fly sometimes to, to make a monthly magazine about a, a game that gets played every day. And, and, you know, things change just from week to week so easily. This year, uh, more than any one that I can remember, it was just it was so hard to kind of identify those guys, you know, who should be on the cover and we would have a guy on the cover and then, uh, you know, somebody else throws a no hitter. So we throw him on the cover and then, you know, even coming down to the, the last couple of weeks here, I'll just give a quick example. Like, you know, we wanted to do a Q&A with a guy on the team. So we're like, well, let's, you know, let's do Jonathan Loisega. He's been great. You know, it was a great story. He gets hurt. Okay, well, we're not sure if he's going to come back or not. Let's pivot here. Let's how about Jamison Tyone? Okay. And then he gets this freak ankle injury. And by that point, we're like, well, we kind of got to push forward with this. Anyway, there was just a lot of stuff like that this year where it was really, you know, this team was hard to it was hard to predict how, you know, who was going to be the the storyline a week from now, let alone a month from now. And and look, a one game playoff is a one game playoff in, in a sense. And the Yankees have been on the right side of that a bunch of times recently. And twice they've been on the wrong side of that. There were, was it 2015, I believe, when they lost to Houston. But then they won it in 2017. You know, it's just, there was a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I was in Boston. I was in the press box. So I was a little bit removed from some of the conversation. But I was also, you know, definitely paying attention. And, and, and there was a sense, I felt that, j- just this weird defeatist perspective, 
in the third inning, in the fourth inning, whatever, of, of, of that game. And I, again, I'll say it again, I'm a Yankees employee. Maybe I'm thinking about this through the eyes of my employer, but I'm just watching that. And, and all I'm thinking is they're down 3 nothing, And the mood is that they're down 47 nothing, And I'm pretty sure that this team can hit the ball over the fence. We've seen it. And then Rizzo comes up and hits the home run. Then Judge beats out an infield hit. Stanton crushes a ball. Uh, you know, in, in everyone's head, it's 3-3 at this point. Obviously, then, you know, you had the other part of the roller coaster of the Yankee season that, that you know, it, it was almost the whole season played out kind of in, in that one at bat, essentially. And so it goes. But but at the, at the reality is, you know, yeah, they ended up going down 6-1 and then losing 6-2. And so, you know, the end was very anticlimactic. But, like, there was drama in that game. There was intrigue in that game. And I think it was, in a very real way, a microcosm for the season as a whole. It was just you never exactly knew where it was going to go. And I think you were never totally surprised with the outcome on any given day. I agree. I think a long, long winning streak coupled with some, you know, tough extended losing streaks will put you at a point, a mental point in – September where nothing will surprise you <laughs> because you've literally been surprised so dramatically and so many times over the last couple of months, like nothing can surprise you. I felt the same way. I had confidence in our team that we were going to win. And I, you know, unfortunately was surprised and taken aback that we didn't. I really thought the Yankees were going to go up there and do what they did the previous weekend um, where they won three and just be the better team and dominate and do the things that, you know, that uh, kind of made sense in my head. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't flabbergasted at the same time. And, and part of that also is because when you get into the postseason, you really can't be surprised by anything because it's a, sm- a small pool of teams that are there and they're the best. The Boston Red Sox are a really good team. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are a really good team. You know, they they have the ability, especially in their home ballpark, uh, you know, this is not to make an excuse for what happened, but in that in that ballpark, John, you were there. It's loud. It's hard to, you know, to to overcome that. You really have to do quite a bit to overcome it. You have to be at your absolute best. Uh, there were a couple pieces that just weren't in place, unfortunately, starting with the starting pitcher and, and a couple other things. And, you know, I, in my mind, it's just, you know, it didn't it didn't work out as a result of that. But, you know, it, it worked out a lot of a lot of other times, you know, prior to that. When a baseball season ends, you're going to have the whole evaluation of everything. And certainly you are, especially as you watch other teams and the team that beat you continue in the postseason, it is your duty as a baseball fan and right as a baseball fan to overreact to things. So right now, Garrett Cole is a bust, all, all, all these things. And it's just, look, we know who Garrett Cole is. We, you know, and, and, and that's the drama and that's the pain. And you can say unfairness or you could say fairness, whatever you want to say. I mean, the fact of the matter is, Last night, we watched a 106-win team have to play a, I think, 90-win team in a one-game playoff. And yeah, the 106-win team won, but if they would have lost, you know, I think they'd have a lot of gripes about baseball system. In the in the case of the Yankees versus Red Sox, you know, they had the same record in a sense. There, there was a lot of fairness there. And, you know, it's just the precarities of baseball and the vagaries of baseball. You know, sometimes your ace is amazing, and sometimes he's not. And when it's a one-game playoff... Yes, if, if if you want if you want to make the argument right now that you pay him for that game and therefore you could be like like I, I I'm not going to fight you I'm not going to tell you you know you you don't get to make that argument I'm just going to say like it's not really the real world. No, I I agree with you and you know unfortunately um, you John myself Nathan you know we all have a, a pretty decent commute every morning especially this morning especially <laughs> this morning and going home at night and you know I don't know what you guys listen to uh, on the radio. 
I I do, <laughs> you know, just part of, partly because it's, you know, it's I almost consider it part of my job. I I listen to what's going on in the sports world, and you know, and a lot of that is on on sports talk radio. Um, going home or, or, or coming in or whenever it may be. And, you know, there's criticism out there this week. I get it. I understand that. And I'm not surprised by it. There's criticism of the Yankees. There's criticism of Garrett Cole. Like the idea that anyone legitimately or or otherwise could, you know, call him anything a bust, anything like a bust or anything silly like that to me is, is just that. It's silly. I mean, this is somebody who literally will be in the running for the Cy Young Award, and I don't, I don't think people realize how special that is. So to think that, you know, one start or anything is like that is something that, that makes his, his tenure here not something that fans should appreciate or want, I, I think is crazy, and, um, and, I, and I fully expect him to, to rebound in a dramatic, dramatic way next year. I'm sure nobody's more upset right now than him. And uh, I think he'll carry that with him into next season. And, uh, you know, John, as you wrote in your cover story for the October issue, I mean, it's not he didn't fail because he wasn't prepared or because he wasn't, you know, passionate about what he's trying to do out there. Um, It's just that's the way baseball goes sometimes. And uh, it sucks to be sitting on the sidelines watching now. But, you know, still going to watch. It's still my favorite thing about sports is playoff baseball so i wish i was watching it here at yankee stadium but maybe next year let's take a quick break and we'll just break down a little bit more of of the game itself and kind of where we go from here so stick with us hi this is aaron judge you're listening to the yankees magazine podcast another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, this is Luis Guido. You listen to the New Yankee Magazine podcast. Welcome back to the Yankees Magazine podcast. I uh, appreciate you sticking with us. I know this is not the episode anyone wants to be listening to right now. I can promise you it's not the episode we want to be recording. But obviously, look, the the, the way a one-game playoff works is if you win, it's the greatest game of your year. And if you lose, it's it, it's the worst moment. At the same time, you know, if, if we can put ourselves back in the, in the Tuesday morning shoes, coming off the exciting way Sunday ended and everything like that. It, again, I, you laugh if you want, yell at me if you want. Like, the Yankees made the playoffs, and that was, despite the final score and despite some of the atmosphere I felt, it, it was just a very compelling way for the season to you know come down in in a sense the yankees versus red sox one game playoff there's some pretty awesome history of elimination games for the yankees and as you mentioned i i was up there and i had the chance to you know ask boone about it before the game in the sense of he knows what can happen in that game he knows the way your life can change in that game in a sense he knows what can happen if you come through there and I spent a lot of that day kind of, you know, call it a, as a homer or whatever you want, or just someone who was expecting the Yankees to win, kind of wondering who it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And 
driving up uh we had a, a conversation of who was going to be and you know we put our fake money if you will on andrew velasquez being the guy who was going to have <laughs> like some, some crazy yankees red sox moment and the reality is it, it, it didn't come down that way you know you have the rizzo hits a very cool home run but i mean the fact of the matter is even in a loss and even in the way the game played out Giancarlo stanton man i, I mean it, it's just there's something about watching that guy when he's on and there's something about the fact that he's been on for this long, but I just loved the fact this idea of in the ninth inning when he's just like, nope, not going left anymore, going right this time. <laughs> instead of just fighting the green monster twice, it's like, how about I just put the ball over this tiny fence in right field? And it's just like, how locked in are you at that moment? You know, I, ha- I have great reverence for him, and, and part of it stems from an interview I did with him in spring training of 2020, before the, the world was, you know, ravaged by the, the COVID-19 pandemic, and the season obviously got uh, pushed back, changed, shrunk, and all that other stuff. But in that interview, this is at George M. Steinbrenner Field, it's the very, very beginning of the 2020 uh, season, and... Um, you know, he's coming off of a, a 2019 that, that didn't go exactly how he wanted. And there was a lot of questions and a lot of kind of need for him to kind of regroup and, and almost kind of rewrite his legacy in a lot of ways. I remember talking to Alex Rodriguez for the story because there were there were some similarities of, of you know, the way his first uh, couple years went, you know, with the Yankees. And so anyway, I, I do this story and he gives me a quote that I'll, I'll never forget. And, and really what it was, was, you know, there's his desire and what he said to me that day was my desire is that someday and someday soon I return to this type of player, to the type of player that when dads and moms are in the seats and their kids want to get up to get a hot dog or dad or mom wants to get up to get a beer, they say, absolutely not. Not when this guy's on deck, that's the type of player I want to be. That's the type of player I was. And I remember at the time it was like, wow, you know, there's a long way for him to go to get to that point where dad doesn't, just get up at that moment or mom doesn't get up at that moment. And I'm not saying I didn't think he could do it, but when I wrote it, I was like, wow, we're, you know, we're taking a chance here because he's not, he's not there yet. He's not even close to that yet. He's there. Mm-hmm. He's he so there. there. He's absolutely magical, John and, and Nathan. He's, he's a magical player right now. And I can tell you just from my own experiences, uh, as someone who, as you guys work within close proximity to, and you see how fidgety I am and that I get up all day long over and over and over, I don't get up when he's at bat. It's it's pretty cool that that happened, and I, and I didn't even think about it until you know we were, we were getting into this conversation, but he did it. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I, I, I've never worked a game at Fenway Park until Tuesday, so I was really interested in kind of, especially during batting practice, kind of taking in a little bit like what it looks like and everything like that and, and how it looks when a ball is approaching the wall uh, you know because again I've, I've watched a lot of games there but i was watching for a while and i will tell you that it didn't seem like the ball was flying out to left a lot of ways and then you know i watched stanton's bp and he's putting it over the signs over the green monster so i kind of felt like okay i guess maybe it is going like normal i know there's a lot of fun being had at john sterling's expense right now and obviously that's a it, it's a funny clip whatever let me assure you from where i was inside the stadium which was you know a couple booths over from him or whatever in the first inning 
that ball was absolutely gone off the bat. I have no idea what happened. I, that ball, you, I know what a Giancarlo Stanton home run looks like. I know what the sound, it sounds like. You're an authority on it, John. I, I think we all are. That ball was gone. I, I don't know <laughs> what happened there. I don't know. Maybe it was the spirit of Ted Williams who, who was blowing it back or, or, or something of the sort. Whatever you want to say, that ball was gone, though. And, and so, Where did it actually land? Where did it hit the monster? Low. I, 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 it hit that's what low I was say. on the wall. And it was, I, I'm again, I'm, you, if you want to have fun at John Sterling's expense, it's a funny clip, whatever. But I will tell you off the bat, every single person who was near me thought that ball was gone. The next one, the one that ended up being you know, the crucial play in the sixth inning or whatever, I've almost never in my life been so sure a ball was a home run when it was hit than when he hit that ball. Like, and, and so I don't know what was going on, but there's only so many times I can repeat myself here, so I apologize, but that ball in the first inning goes out. That ball in you know the sixth inning goes out. The game is tied or whatever you want to say. And also we're talking about an epic playoff performance where a guy hit three home runs. Sure, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's just, again, this is a results-based game. I'm going to say the same thing over and over again. The Yankees lost. You know, no one no one needs to hear this. All I'm saying is it's not Bucky Dent. It's not Aaron Boone, whatever. But I will tell you, three of his at-bats on Tuesday night were truly epic, kind of baseball-rocking at-bats that somehow the result didn't come through. But, man, was it fun to watch him in that game, much as it was all season. No doubt. I hope whatever he's got going on right now that he had in September and October, you can bottle it up and unleash it on opening day next year. And I, and I will tell you, I do wonder, obviously, we saw this year him playing the field more. And, and if you figure there's a good chance that happens again next year, obviously Gallo is still under contract, Judge is still under contract. The one thing that's interesting is you saw whether it's a chicken and the egg or the egg thing of whatever of is he succeeding when he's playing the outfield because he's obviously healthy enough to play the outfield or is he succeeding when he's playing the outfield because it changes his perspective in some way. I do wonder, you know, he's talked a lot about things he did differently in the offseason this year to get ready to play the outfield more, but then he spent the first four months of the season not playing the outfield at all. I actually do wonder what that regimen looks like this year and what might change this year now that he has seen that this is an effective place for him to be on the field in in the outfield where he's contributing mightily offensively while it's happening and i mean the proof is there from the second half of the season about how effective it was it's an exciting prospect you know because of because of the way it went this year and it's also been fun <laughs> we kind of left this out and it's, it's easy to forget but some some of the highlight real plays he's made this year have also been pretty magical pretty exciting to watch uh he's a big guy out there and has done some you know, some some stealing of uh, hits and mm-hmm. home runs and, and all that. And that's been it's been a blast to watch that part, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, same goes for Judge. He made a lot of adjustments last off season too. had a, a you know, I think you remember him talking about adding a, a more yoga to his his offseason routine. Um, and obviously he had a wonderful season, too. You know, was able to stay healthy all throughout pretty much. Um, so I'm excited to see how these guys look in spring training and um, you know, this is what we were waiting for, you know, for several years. Like, when when are we going to see Judge and Stanton healthy together, finally? And it happened, and it was pretty special. Got almost 80 home runs combined out of the two of them. Fact is, because of the way Giancarlo Stanton connects and the way his home runs sound and look and everything like that, it was almost like Aaron Judge was under the radar this year. <laughs> and yet, I mean, he was amazing. Aaron Judge was consistently amazing the entire season. And he really was. I mean, if you obviously look, I mean, this is the season that had Shohei Otani and, you know, Vlad Guerrero and all these things. You know, Aaron Judge is not the MVP this year. That, that's clear. But what a year he had. What a just a consistent, complete year Aaron Judge had. Could have been the MVP in a lot of other years. Yeah. Really. And really, uh, you know, I, I think he made huge strides in terms of his uh, team leadership. You know, we saw that 
bubbling up from the time he was a rookie even and how he's kind of uh you know he's always gravitated toward guys like brett gardner and this year he really just took the baton and and really became a, a leader of this team and it was great to see and i think uh guys responded well to it i think that's fair guys look we uh we did it we we, we talked about this no one no one cried no one uh <laughs> no one cursed i think we did okay the fact is i hate to say it i mean this is the beginning of the offseason now we're, we're into you know the the unpleasant phase if you will and it's even more unpleasant when it's in the first week of october but we have a lot of stuff that obviously we're going to be doing we're going to at some point talk about our october issue but i think anyone who's uh listened to the yankees magazine podcast in, in recent years knows the offseason we have a lot of fun we get a little quirky we get a little weird uh, and i look forward to doing that with you guys this year but if we're going to wrap up the 2021 season i never thought i'd be so happy to be in a room with the two of you talking and i think that that's kind of the story of the season is the small little ways we got to come back together and i don't want to suggest that everything's perfect and everything's right but you know we saw a lot of baseball games this year with fans i can tell you being at fenway on tuesday night in a packed house it was one of the first nights of the last 20 months for me when I really felt like everything was kind of normal in a sense and, and everything was right. And you could say that's naive. You could say that's ridiculous. I know that there's a lot of people who are suffering, but looking at where we are now together doing this stuff and where we were when the 2021 season started, feels pretty great. So I know I had fun talking with you guys and I had fun sharing space with you guys and all that stuff. I feel the same way. You can't, of course, like you said, John, you can't forget what is still going on. And uh, obviously there's a, you know, a, a huge effort out there you know, uh, to get the world right and, and obviously get people vaccinated and, and all that stuff uh, is paramount to everything. But at the same time, you're right. It's such a pleasure to be in this space. It's such a pleasure to be at work. It's such a pleasure to cover baseball games and, and just see things that are so normal circa 2019 and, and, and prior. And, you know, I feel good about where the, the future of it all goes um, now. I couldn't have said that. You, you know, you talked about it at the beginning of the season. Sure as heck couldn't have imagined that a year ago now, you know, looking at uh, October 7th, 2020. Didn't know what, you know, where things were going. Um, but it's uh, it's a good feeling. And, and uh, hopefully things continue to go in the right direction. Yeah, it was wonderful to hear Yankee Stadium sound like Yankee Stadium again this year. So thank you to everybody who's not only listened to this podcast, but who's, you know, subscribed to our magazine or picked it up when you came here to Yankee Stadium. You know, we couldn't do what we do uh, if it weren't for you guys. So thank you. And thanks to the two of you. And I look forward to uh, many more conversations. But Nate, like you said, to the readers, to the listeners, thank you so much. I hope you will continue sticking with us for the off season and get ready for the 2022 baseball season. We are going to be putting up a lot of our content still at yankees.com slash magazine. I hope you check it out. Follow us on Twitter at Yanks Magazine, where we'll have things going on all offseason. And obviously, like every year, I expect we're going to have some sweepstakes, if you will, some big deals on discounts and holiday specials. So make sure you follow us on Twitter to stay on top of what we're offering. You know, I hope that we can do tickets. I hope we can do all that stuff that we've done in the past. It's always pretty uh, – it's a great way to get yourself to Yankee Stadium while also getting yourself a great magazine that we're real proud of. Like I said, follow us on Twitter there or, of course, yankees.com slash publications where you can check out all the offerings we have. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And uh, I guess once 2022 starts, go Yanks. Hey, this is Giancarlo Stan. If you like what you're hearing, why don't you rate and review us? And while you're at it, tell your friends to subscribe. Thanks so much and go Yankees.